Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Phoebe Richards. It is Friday. Don't know the date. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I thought it was a different day of the week every day of this week. Dude, same. And that's funny because, yeah, yesterday you were texting us like we were recording that night. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what day it is. But I did get a new bong. <gasps> new bong. New bong. Don't make it bad. Bong, 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 bong. <laughs> why, why was I doing Hey Jude? Okay, are you re- do you want to see it? Yes. Phoebe yeah. already saw it. We did um, an Instagram live. It was actually pretty fun. But Ooh. here <gasps> She's wow. like iridescently purpley yeah. kind of. And it has like, oh, like little... Um, it's like gold painted on it. Almost, I think it's supposed to be like a sun pattern, maybe. Oh, that's what it looks like. Yeah. But um, oh the cool gosh. thing about this bong is that I've never had one. Is it's ceramic? Oh, Ooh. neat, nice. I went in looking for a glass bong, but I came out with this one, and actually, it was apparently made by a couple in Washington. the The person that I got it from, though, didn't know more details, but the signature on the bottom says Ernest. Um, so shout out to them. But yeah, like the glaze on it has like gold mixed in with the blue. Um, and it's really lovely. Do you have a name? the cool thing. Okay. So, so I do have a name idea, but I'm going to tell you about it later after I tell you some other stuff. Uh, a, a woman sold it to me. Basically there's this glass shop in Santa Fe smoke shop called Concrete Jungle where I've been going since I turned 18. Um, And a couple owns it. And the woman who works there, I was talking to my friend June about it last night, is like such good vibes. She just has such like a nurturing presence. Whenever you go in there, she really takes time with you and lets you take things out and really look at them. And she orders everything personally. She like picks out all the pieces that she brings in there and knows the artists. And at no point when I've ever been in there, have I felt rushed or judged um, in any way. And To a certain degree, I do feel like that's kind of a unique experience that I have, mostly at least. I'm generalizing, but with women who sell me weed or bongs or pieces or that sort of thing is just this sort of, um, I don't know, patience and graciousness around weed because it is such an important ceremonial and ritual thing. I don't know. Just it's nice to have someone who understands the significance of the pieces that we use to... Uh, smoke they're precious I love that and I feel like women are also kind of leading the um you know uh kind of Etsy movement is what I might call it but kind of just like individual art artists online I feel like most of the ones I find are just some cool ass stoner chicks at least in the cannabis world well and unfortunately it was punctuated by then like so I got my new bong and then I went to the dispensary because I was like now I'm gonna get some nice weed to smoke out of my bong and was immediately met by this dude who like 
I asked me what I wanted. I was like, yeah, you know, like a hybrid or an indica dominant. I'm just going to be, you know, sitting around watching a movie, want to chill out. And he started explaining to me the difference between indica and sativa. Boo. And it made me so mad. And I actually said to him, I was like, yeah, man, I've been smoking for half my life. Like, I've been smoking for 15 years. I know what the difference between indica and sativa is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ended up only buying a very small amount of weed from him because I was so mad. (laughs) I worked at a dispensary back when they were um, dispensaries, as in you had to have a a medical weed license. Uh, And I would get asked that a lot. But I cannot imagine just explaining that to someone who didn't ask. (laughs) Right. I could see if someone came up and goes, I'll have one marijuana, please. Maybe saying a little going, oh, okay, is this your first time in? Maybe I can explain some things to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But I feel you would still say, you would just ask, do you prefer indica or sativa or hybrids? And then they can ask if they don't know the difference. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's easy to sit here in my closet and say (laughs) how I, the the right way to do things. (laughs) Phoebe, did you feel like a weed sommelier when you were when you were bud tending? I honestly felt like I didn't really know what I was doing mm-hmm. because I'm not someone that can sit and like talk all that smartly about strains, and especially then, you know. Right. Um, so, and it was a slow dispensary, not many customers, and so me and whoever was working in the front would just smoke a ton of weed. And so then it would always be someone coming in, and since no customers ever came, I had I had very little experience, and so then I would just feel fumbly trying to weigh it out. So no, I did not enjoy that job. I wasn't good at it. Oh, you had to kind of weigh it out. It didn't come pre-packaged or anything like that? No, back then, yeah, it would just be in giant jars, and then you would weigh it out. That's still if... how it is in Oregon. Oh. That's when I was living in Oregon. That's how it is still. Oh, but do you need cool. a medical and license there, or mm-mm. is it it's legal? legal. Mm-hmm. But they still serve it out of out of jars. Hmm. That's kind of cool. It's very Willy Wonka. Yeah. They yeah, it's really cool that in the medical dispensaries here as well. It's like they have these big uh, like metal tweezers, and they go <laughs> into the they pull the jar down, yeah. and they have a little silver scale, and they're like. Oh, it's a little over a gram. Is that okay? And I'm like, this feels like the weirdest combination of a candy store and like old school weed dealing that I was used to during like prohibition. Yeah. Or Have you guys ever been to England or uh, Europe where they been into a tobacconist shop where all the tobacco comes in these big glass jars and it's yes, all different actually. flavors and you get to smell it? That's what it oh. reminded me of. Pre-pandemic in Oregon, they'd allow you to smell it, too. Like, they'd bring out this big glass jar, and they'd yep. whiff it in front of your face. And like you said, Grace, they'd take out these giant tweezers <laughs> and pick the greatest nugs for you if you were a nice customer. It was, it was nice. Yeah, we even had it, the one I was at, like a magnifying glass, so we could set a bud for someone to really look at oh, yeah. before Ooh, they yeah. purchased. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> The Cannaman Cat. Oh, that's good. Don't say it three times. <laughs> the Cannaman can because he uses those big ass tweezers. The Candyman can. You guys, I got a new cat. <gasps> Carl? Carl. I want to hear about Carl. I also still want to hear the name of Grace's. Mom. Oh, yeah. Unless that's for later in the show. Yeah. 
later in the show. So, oh, oh okay, gotcha. Then, okay. I think a whole lot of this just got cut. Uh, Steph, <laughs> let's, it, go, let's go back. Steph. Go back to when we all said Carl, Carl. <laughs> and go. No, I, I, I Carl, Carl, I, Carl. I can't do it. All right, now we have to leave it in. I have a new cat, and um, really, really stoked about it. <laughs> That's amazing. Tell, tell us how you met Carl. I met her when I was smoking weed on yes. my mom's porch in Watervale, Washington. And um, was really kind of depressed at the time. This is middle pandemic last summer. And was seeing this cat around. And for weeks she'd just come up and I'd give her a couple pets and she'd leave. And then I started feeding her because <laughs> she's so cute. But the... Second day I was feeding her, she brought me a dead bird. Like, I can feed myself. Like, she was giving me this, like, no, here, you have food. I don't know. It felt like this offering. I was offering her food. She was offering me food. Kind of like. so cute. Thanks. She's actually just. And romantic. (laughs) Just got up. Carl, you want to say hi to everybody? No, she's shy. Uh, But she's been a real hoot to have for the last week. Did your mom have a hard time letting her go? Uh, Not as bad as I thought I think my mom's like she's gonna have more like she really likes snuggles and my mom was not able to give her as many snuggles as she wants I don't even think I can give her the amount of snuggles she likes but we snuggle a lot and she loves this little um Ikea box thing that has a hole cut into it and I think it reminds her of sleeping underneath the porch um, but more comfy you know because I have blankets in there and it's all soft How's Monty taking it? He's taking it as best he can. Honestly, Carl's kind of a bully, but he's <laughs> old, and so he kind of just goes, okay, I'll go over here. They're oh. not the best of friends yet. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yay, Carl. Welcome to the family. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the stoner family, family. Carl. Come get high with us, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about my segment this week, which is Stoner of the Week! Colon, Weed History Unmasked. Ooh. <laughs> my mask semi, is off. Semi-colon, gatekeeping in weed history. St- no, okay. So, basically, this is what happened. I read... On the internet, just sort of generally, I saw it float up to the top. Buried Viking women found with cannabis seeds. Wow. (laughs) This is like ticking all of Kayla's box right now. (laughs) Wow. Keep going. Kayla love Viking. Kayla love a Viking. And so I saw that and I thought, oh my God, perfect. Stoner of the week is a Viking lady. So this is the story. In 1903, there was a guy named Oscar Rome. This is all Norwegian, so I don't know how to pronounce any of it. And he uh, had bought a farm, the Osberg farm near Tonsberg. So this is in Norway. And he saw what was a burial mound, but he thought that it might have been a mass grave from the plague. Mm. So he wasn't sure what was up, but he called a university 
they came and checked it out. Turns out it was a huge burial mound with an entire Viking ship buried underneath it. Like a huge wooden Viking ship with elaborate carvings. And that was just chock-a-block full of things that they sent to the afterlife. And at first when they looked, they found the skeleton of one woman but then they figured out that there had been tomb raiders like at some point in the past that had gotten all the valuable stuff and so they hadn't even realized there were two women buried one was a woman who was about in her 50s they think and one who was in her 80s and the 80 year old woman had a lot of health problems they could tell that she had arthritis and a few other things wrong with her the younger woman had her head smashed in so at first they were thinking oh the younger woman was regal this woman was royalty because otherwise why would they bury this entire ship and all of this shit unless you know they were sending her off into the afterlife from her high status they thought the younger woman was the one and that the old woman was like an assistant or whatever Turns out they think the older woman was the royalty and the younger woman was sacrificed to be buried with her. That would make sense. They sacrificed her by bashing her head in? (laughs) Which is very like Midsommar. I kind of I kind of like I kind of like thinking about it. It was probably an axe. They probably did it with an axe. And maybe they tried to behead her and missed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's I mean, there's. So that's the thing, right? We can do all these thought exercises sort of about what happened. And, like, obviously archaeologists know, but it's kind of hard to find the primary source information. Um, What we do know is that the ship was made of oak. It contained a lot of ordinary agricultural and household items to, like, send them into the afterlife. There were also 13 horses, four dogs, and two oxen that had been slaughtered and and buried in there as well that lady must have been important i'm curious why they didn't burn the ship with them in it why i wonder why they buried it um so i i wanted to go deeper into this story but what ended up happening was when i started circling around this thing that people said, oh, there was a pouch of cannabis seeds buried with the older woman. As I looked deeper and deeper, it turned out that it was kind of a lot of internet stoners who were just quoting each other. And it was really hard for me to find anywhere that said, these researchers found this on this date. Because the original excavation was in 1904-1905. Then in the 1940s, there was all of this controversy about respecting human remains. So they reinterred the women's remains. Then in 2007, they dug them back up and have been figuring out more stuff about like their DNA sequencing and all of these things. I was like digging, digging, trying to do my due diligence and research, finding these primary sources. There was like a guy who writes Norwegian travel books who seemed to be quoted a lot. And then his sources were like a guy who had a Norse shamanistic website, but then he doesn't have any accreditation in any way. (laughs) And then I kind of trace it also back to these two guys who work for like the Cannabis Association of Canada. But I I just wanted an article that said these guys actually found cannabis seeds and I could not find it. If that is true, 
the reason that they think that it might not have just been for hemp is because any of the clothing and materials they found buried with the women was like silk, wool, um, all these other things. None of it was hemp clothing. So they think that it might have actually. And when I say they, like who? So who? <laughs> 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 so this is such a this. So then I got into this sort of stoner thing in my mind. OK, so there's these women were their cannabis seeds. When you search like stoner women in history that blog that i've referred to before token woman that was just like a blog for a long time then a woman wrote a book her name is ellen Kampf, i think her uh right pen name is nola evangelista and it's really cool that she's compiled this sort of centralized information about women in history who could have been stoners but she's just linking to these different articles that don't lead back to actual sources. She also has an article about Ishtar, who was a Mesopotamian fertility goddess, talking about how she had weed connections, but I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. Then there's sort of all this speculation also around whether Mary Magdalene was a cannabis user, because there's reference to early cannabis in hebrew in the in the old testament and ties with jesus all stuff that i can get into maybe another time all i'm trying to say is that there seems to be a lot of obfuscation of actual facts about our stoner history and we as a community deserve to know our lineage going back without me having to pay for access to academic journals or having to like know how to read Norwegian to go back to these like archaeological articles. I want to be able to say this is the evidence, this is the evidence, this is the evidence that these Viking women smoked weed. I think that they did. I think most places where you find religion and high status and that sort of thing and there's also cannabis seeds you can bet that they were using it for psychoactive purposes. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my little stoner rant and some basic information about Osberg. I'll just show you so, so quickly. Like everything that we're talking about, or I guess Grace is talking about during this, it's like things that seem like they're like fairy tales to me, like Vikings in general doesn't, I know they're real. I believe mm -hmm. they're real, but it always <laughs> sounds so Game of Thrones to me and feels so. It truly was. And <laughs> I've I finished watching eight seasons of the History Channel's show Vikings over Ooh. quarantine. And goddamn, it was awesome. And pretty historic. I mean, the History Channel made it so as historically factual oh. as they could oh, get. Oh, cool. Is that the picture, okay, Grace, so, of yes. the buried this ship? This is of the original excavation. Wow. And everything was smashed, but it was packed in really dense clay, so it was actually, like, pretty well preserved. Like, nothing had decomposed super a lot. Wow. So that was the original excavation. Then this is the ship when they reconstructed it. Holy shit. Cool. God damn it. They have a ship like that at the uh, Nordic Museum in Ballard. I've been meaning to go see it. Oh yeah, the Nordic Museum is really cool. There with you. I've been, but I, I uh, was went to it on a date actually. But I don't think we went to the room where the ship is. Anyway, we should all go get high in that room. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, that's not as direct as the stoner of the week that I normally do, but I feel like it's important to talk about. Like, when I search women in cannabis, it would be so nice for legitimate and factual information to be up there. And I think that we're at a point in terms of societal acceptability where that could happen it made me want to like go back to college and oh just my study, gosh grace like, you weed. should be a cannabis <laughs> scholar his- yeah because it really has been erased from so much of history because now we're finding it pop up in places like this and even women's history is so minimal it's like i was reading the high history website about how they like women's history as a concept doesn't even go back that far there's only like a cup a few hundred years of history of things that women did because before that like all the stuff that survived it's a lot of men who wrote history basically my grandma is doing extensive this is kind of a weird tangent but my grandma's doing this extensive um family tree pl- like mapping and she was really excited about it and it's like had me look through everything and she was like what's your she was asking me like what's your what's your um, opinion of this and I'm looking at all this and I was like where where are the women <laughs> like it's all following paternal lines and all the lines where the women don't marry or like you just don't see you don't even hear like I that was my one thing I was like I wanted to see where the branches don't branch kind of thing like what did those women do what were their stories but you don't you just see the ones Had that kids. branch off yeah. and have kids and have the patriarchal lineage and I was like, this really isn't very interesting to me. I mean, I didn't want to hurt my grandma's feelings, but like there was aspects of that family tree that felt mm-hmm. like that greatly were miss, like just were overlooked and not at all. And not to my grandma's right. fault. That's the information that she can get. Yeah. It's messed up. Messed up. <laughs> but one thing that they do think is that the older woman, the royal woman, was probably a Viking vulva, V-O-L-V-A, which is a priestess or seeress that would have a high position in Viking society. And that's maybe why she got such an elaborate burial. And so with that, um, I would like to christen my bong vulva. Yay, I just hit my mic. It was excitement. Are you going to Christian it now? By smoking? There's no weed in it. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I know I brought weed. Oh, okay. Well, maybe as Grace loads her bong, it's a perfect time for a smoke break. I hope everyone enjoyed their smoke break. And now for some more smoking, because we're about to play a game I made up called Truth or Puff. (laughs) (laughs) Truth or Puff, Truth or Puff, Truth or Puff. What's it going to be? Truth Truth or Puff. Wow. Uh, So it might seem like this is a Truth or Dare style game. It's not. What? (laughs) Oh. Full disclosure. That's literally what I thought I think it was. It's important. I did originally <laughs> intend that, and trying to come up with how to do a non-visual truth or dare 
Mm. when so much of Truth or Dare is about embarrassing people in a way. And why would we want to do that to ourselves? So I'm leaving this open to this is Truth or Puff edition one. And that name can be used for completely different games called Truth or Puff made by the Stoner Chicks podcast over time. V1.0. <laughs> so basically, this um, is just going to be a game where I'm going to ask questions. They're either about myself or about movies or about weed because the, my two favorite things are movies and weed. And, and I your guess third myself. favorite thing is yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there we go. So I'm going to ask all of you. They're multiple choice questions except for a few bonus. And then you can each answer your thought and if you're wrong you have to take a puff of weed ah all right got it all right gonna start us off with a very uh trivia question what actor or actress has won the most oscars in that category is it a meryl streep b katherine hepburn c tom hanks or d ingrid bergman I feel like I remember Meryl Streep breaking Katherine Hepburn's record. But but I think Tom Hanks. Wait, are we working together no. as a team? or You're each going to answer individually, but you can oh. discuss. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh, you can discuss, but then you uh, can give me your answer. I'm going to say Tom Hanks. I'm going to say Meryl. I'm going to say Meryl. You are all wrong. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the correct. So does that mean we have, have to take a puff? We have... All right. The correct take answer is Katherine Hepburn with four Oscars, all best actress. Meryl Streep wow. only has two. I think the record is that Meryl Streep's been nominated more. Oh. I think. Well, Katherine Hepburn is the only actor or actress to win four Oscars. In that category. I mean that in some actors have also directing and producing and stuff like that, so... Or supporting actor. Oh, no, I'm counting that, though. Any oh, okay. any acting category. Got it. Oscar. <coughs> Got Alrighty. it. Sorry. <laughs> cool. All righty. So then, now we get to a fun one. What was the first movie I, Phoebe Richards, was taken to by my parents? Was it Raiders of the Lost Ark? Flashdance? Dark Crystal? Or Dirty Dancing. I was a baby. Dark Crystal, I'm going to say. You are a baby, so I'm going to think it's wildly inappropriate. (laughs) I'm going to go with Dirty Dancing. I'm going to say Dirty Dancing as well. You are all wrong. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) The correct answer is Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) I was, that was my second. Came out in 1981 and I was like three months old. Oh my god, you were a baby, yeah. baby, baby. Oh, so you didn't, like, see it. <laughs> I just took a hit, and I couldn't remember if I'd already taken a hit for that question. <laughs> Oops. Back to the movies. Uh-huh. Which of these movies has Rihanna not been in? She was in three of these movies. She's not in one of them. Oh my god, I feel like I've never Got seen it. Rihanna in a movie. Is it Ocean's 8 from 2018, the all-females Ocean's movie? Is it Bring It On 3, All or Nothing, <laughs> 2006? Is it Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, 2017? 
2017, or is it Fast and Furious 5, 2009? The third one. She this is the one she was not in. Yeah, the third one. Valerian? Yeah. I'm going to say it's Fast and Furious. My impulse was Fast 9, too. Well, I didn't say Fast 9, but that comes out in a week. Fast uh-huh. and Furious 5 is what I'm <laughs> saying. I assume you meant. All right. <laughs> Stephanie oh, and Grace are correct. So just oh. Kayla has to puff. Oh. She's actually a pretty big part in Valerian. She plays Bubbles, the stripper that tragically dies. Well, I've never even heard oh. of that movie. That's why I said that. Oh, really? It's It was kind of a bust. It didn't do well. It's a big 3D comic book movie that did very badly. Oh. Ocean's 8. All of those women were wasted in that movie. Really? Anyway, w- should we continue? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which of these movies was not directed by a woman? Hmm. The others are. Wayne's World. Big. Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh, my God. Frozen. Or The Hurt Locker. Which one of those films was not directed by a woman? The Hurt Locker. I'm going to say Frozen. I'm saying The Hurt Locker. What was the first option? Wayne's World. Big. Ten Things I Hate About You. Frozen. And The Hurt Locker. Ten Things I Hate About You. Grace is correct. The The Hurt Locker. (laughs) It was directed by Catherine Bigelow and one of the only times a woman's been nominated for Best Director. And she won... Ooh, for either that one or the one she did after it. Uh Uh-oh, I should know that fact. I'm going to (laughs) cut that I don't. (laughs) Uh, Okay, back to Phoebe. We have taken a hit. Which one of these did not, (laughs) is not something that Phoebe did? Oh, okay. She did. Which one is a lie? Which, yeah, which one of these is a lie? A. Phoebe one time left her shower running for an entire week while she was out of town. (laughs) B. Phoebe one time got naked and stood on a pool table in a crowded bar on a dare. Oh my. C. One of Phoebe's first big crushes was David Letterman. (laughs) Or D. Phoebe lived in a house in Olympia where homeless people crawled under it to live and could hear them moving around at night. <laughs> you didn't do, I think, the naked table. What was the one after naked table? First crush, David Letterman. Uh, I'm going to say that's not true. I'm going to... My little heart really wants the shower thing to not be true. <laughs> Stephanie's right. So oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I purposely tried to make up one that seemed weird and detailed. That was very weird and detailed, and I that's why I didn't did get it. naked and stand on a pool table. It's a great story I'll tell someday. I have heard that story, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, I probably wouldn't have made up the story after I read it about homeless people, because it's kind of mean-spirited if it's not true. But it it was true, and it was very creepy. Ah. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. All right. Have you seen the movie The People Under the Stairs? Oh, I love no. that movie. That's one of my favorite. It's really movies. good. 
Yeah. All right, like here's the, a f- the, the, the. Do you like the band People Under the Stairs? Not super familiar. I have heard of them. Do you Very like good. the strain People on the Stairs? People on the Stairs? <laughs> Oops, <laughs> under. <laughs> <laughs> I want the strain of People on the Stairs, though. <laughs> people commuting to work. <laughs> people on the Stairs are the cool kids sitting on the stoop, smoking a blunt. What movie does Phoebe have a tattoo of on her body? Oh, I know this. Oh, I should know this. Uh, Grease 2. Kayla's got it. <laughs> yeah. I love You'll the movie Grease 2. <laughs> <laughs> and then last, this will be impressed, but I don't know. What movie did Phoebe see over three times at the age of nine and still often calls her favorite movie ever? That claymation snowman movie. <laughs> you were nine. You're three years older than me. So that would mean. Steph looks like her brain hurts. I know. I see the math equation. I'm, gonna, I'm making. You saw it three times when you were nine years old. And I still think it's your favorite movie. It's going to be Thelma and Louise. You got it. Oh my god! Wow! I then owned it, and I used to be able to say every single line along with it. Oh, Uh, that's wonderful. That was, I only, I guessed that because that was my favorite movie from that time period. Good job, that's why we're so close. (laughs) Yeah, I knew knew it would be like a feminist, fun, awesome, bad bitch movie. Well, that means Kayla and Grace, you gotta take a puff. Dang. The only movie I know every word of is okay. the 1998 Parent Trap. No, it's the 1998 with Lindsay Lohan, and I used to, in like third grade, write fan fiction oh. for that movie. <gasps> oh my god, Kayla, I was obsessed with that movie and Lindsay Lohan because I was like five and she was 11, and I was like, oh my god, these <laughs> girls, these twins are the coolest people in the world. <laughs> I know, I couldn't wait to be 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny what we wanted so bad when we were kids. I yeah, wanted I to just... be a teenager and grow <laughs> boobs. It's like all I wanted. <laughs> I really wanted to be an orphan, which is weird because <laughs> because I love my <laughs> No, no, I have the best parents on the entire planet, but it was one of my constant like child, I'd be like, I wanted to be an orphan and befriend the animals and just live with animals. Okay. Well, it's got to be because of but Annie, But it had nothing right? to do. I wanted my parents to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked the idea of like live, like living free with the animals. I really liked the idea of like like child survivalism stories, like the boxcar kids or like oh, when those yes. the kids. Oh, um, kids. Uh, Basil E. Frankweiler. They they run away and live in the Met the Met Museum. Oh Do you yeah, know what I'm I read about? that. Yeah, wow. the I kids about that book. or the Hatchet. The kids. Did anyone read the Hatchet? Yes, the kid that's lost in the woods. Oh, right. He has to survive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he has to survive. Yeah. I also loved the show Party of Five when I was young, which is Nev Campbell, Scott Wolf, Matthew Fox, where <laughs> their parents die and they're all orphans. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something about being a kid. It's not 
uh, what was the other movie I really liked at the time that was actually it might still be a good movie. The one with um uh Devin Sawa plays a ghost. Oh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I like that you could remember Devin Sawa but not the name Casper. That's impressive. <laughs> I loved Casper when I was little and I actually just recently rewatched it. That movie is crazy. <laughs> oh. I'm yeah, I love Casper. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Dude, I love, I love Christina Ricci. I was obsessed with oh, her yeah. when Wednesday I was little. I, w- I was Wednesday Adams for like three Halloweens in a row. Fuck yeah! Oh, right. I love you guys. This podcast is fun. This podcast, this podcast is, is fun. I love it. And that's a sad way to segue into. I think we're at the end of our episode. Aww. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We really do appreciate it. We love hearing from you. So please send us some emails at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. You can send Stephanie high thoughts. You can send Phoebe movie ideas. You can send Grace compliments. You can send me rants about, like, different, like, how, like... Histor- historical stoners don't get enough cred. Yell or at me about when male that. bud tenders are annoying. Yeah, tell me, tell me annoying story, good stories, bad stories. Let's do stories. I like stories. And, and uh, tell Kayla me too. about about your smoking fetish. Tell me wh- yeah. why and how. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 the first to email you, Kayla. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so write us an email. Check out our Instagram, Stoner Chicks Podcast. Check us out on Facebook if you're into that sort of thing. And that's what I'm gonna say to close us out. <laughs> hey, Kayla, what do we always say? Of a, a lady in a Viking ship with cannabis seeds a day gives you a happy day. It does. Sounds good. Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stoner Chicks Podcast.